Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. All right. Yeah. It's, it's a uh, weird week. <laughs> it's it's so uh, weird. It's the Christmas naughty but naughtier theme. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it, it's two edges of a sword because it's super, like, watching it, it's super, like, like it's it's fun to talk about, but like the watching it of it, and I think we I talked about this in the last episode too. Watching it by yourself just doesn't have the same magic to it or same mm-hmm. riff track quality to it. Yeah, you just you know you you just have all these kind of like chuckle worthy burns that nobody to tell them to. Yeah, and then for me, I had to wait like weeks and weeks to do this because I covered the wrong movies in the last couple episodes. Well, you secretly deep down where you already were out of Deadly Night Part 2. Um, <laughs> and some people may ask, what, you're going to skip right over Silent Night, Deadly Night? Uh, yeah, because this movie covers that, and you don't need to really watch the first movie. Although, definitely watch the third movie, which has Bill Mosley playing Rick, but he's got like his brain in a jar above his head. It's incredibly stupid what yes okay yeah um yeah bill mosley uh who most horror fans should know um yeah i think like this is really aside from the first film the only other silent night deadly night without a major star because silent night deadly night 4 uh not a great movie has clint howard playing ricky which oh that's that's an interesting casting choice i like clint howard but i just can't see him as Ricky. Then, yeah, I think in the fifth movie they brought in, a, um, they kind of went back to Derek in that one. But there are five Silent Night, Deadly Night movies. Yes, and Ricky is last. He goes on a rampage for at least three of them. That's crazy. Yes, <laughs> like just that in itself makes this whole movie even more ridiculous. It's yeah. Um, uh, this is a movie that I definitely it like i say there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure because if you enjoy a movie you shouldn't feel guilty about it this no. is this is a guilty pleasure though like i i definitely <laughs> should feel guilty about liking this movie but it's just <laughs> so goddamn hilarious like and it's one of those movies that would have honestly been forgotten to time if it if not for the internet and people making a meme out of it mm-hmm. uh, which that's yeah. kind of brought the movie a ton of notoriety it actually kind of led to because Eric Freeman, the guy that plays Ricky in this, like literally went into hiding after this movie came out because he was so ashamed. And they started a website called Find Eric Freeman, I think it was called. And it was like the whole goal of this website was for them to find Eric Freeman after all these years. And now, like, they found him and he goes to like horror conventions and talks about the movie. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, Taylor and I were talking about this a little bit off air, but like, you know, he was a guy who was like a first time actor. 
uh, he was looking at the director for directions, and the director was like an editor who had never directed a movie before, so he wasn't able to give him guidance. So it was just a hodgepodge of issues. But um, yeah, and here we have Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. Um, and it should be funny to note that he turns into Bill Mosley for the next movie. <laughs> and he's got like a brain cap on. Yes. I wish I could like <laughs> send you all a, a picture of this because it's like the funniest shit. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's also like one of the worst effects I've ever seen. But it, mm-hmm. I don't even know how his brain left his body in the last one because didn't he like well, get shot, fall out a window? Yep. Yep. And then in 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 Silent Night, Deadly Night Four, Ricky turns from Bill Mosley into Clint Howard. Yeah, Clint Howard, uh, one of one of the most underrated actors of our generation. I'm just gonna say, Clint Howard <laughs> appears in a lot of weird shit, and you're he's one of those oh that guy, yeah, kind of actors. Yep, absolutely. Like he, he was in the Austin Powers movies. He even appeared in. Eh, arguably not a great movie, but Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, Apollo 13, The Grinch. Anything that Ron directed, he yes. ha- he might pop up for a small role. Yes, because you know he's probably like, we need someone. Although, best Clint Howard movie by far, and I think we're going to cover it one of these days, is Evil Speak. And that movie is just wild. Ah. <sighs> But yes, what is Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 about? Aside from mostly being 50% of it being the first movie, after the death of their parents, two... I think I got the wrong synopsis. That is on me. Well, let's quickly Google that. (laughs) (laughs) It's The synopsis starts the same way for this movie, though. Yeah. The younger sibling of the teenager who killed while dressed as Santa carries on his brother's bloody footsteps. So. But like, <laughs> like that's so underselling it because it's like, but after, you know, the almost the entire film of recounting his brother's, his brother's <laughs> murder spree. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? This movie in conceptual must have been like, you're doing what? Yes. Why? Well, it's interesting <laughs> to like note that like how this movie came to be because the uh these two editors were handed like footage from the first movie and they were told like basically use all the the footage from this first movie and make a sequel out of it and they told the studio like that is like impossible you can't just mince together footage and call it a sequel although i'm sure they wanted to try so they said absolutely we need to film some more footage and the studio caved and said, yeah. But could you imagine someone trying to, like, make a sequel entirely using footage from the first movie? Like, it would just be <laughs> the worst. And, yeah, I mean, apart with this movie, it sucks. Like, I, I really don't like the fact that they do it. But considering mm-hmm. the studio mandated it, too, I don't really hold it against And it, it ran short for them, too. So short that they had to add, they had to make the closing credits 10 minutes instead. Yeah. Because there's 10 minutes of credits in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like trying to push a YouTube video past the 10 minute mark for yeah. some reason. Just yeah. fill it with filler. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, first, first time watching. Uh, Taylor, what was the first time you watched this movie? 
Well, like most things I watch list for the podcast. Um, it's it's another one that I had heard about before, but there wasn't anything in particular that I was like, oh yeah, I really wanna I really wanna watch this movie. I think for a long time I didn't even realize that this was the movie that the garbage day quote came from too. <laughs> um, they were they existed as separate entities for a while. Yeah. Um, so to find out they were the same thing was very delightful. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's like I don't know I I don't know about all, everyone, but like. For me, like, that scene is just so well-known. But then when you watch that whole sequence, like, yeah, that part's great. But there's, like, five other parts like that where he's just, like, being, like, just, like, the psychopath killer. And it's great. Mm -hmm. Which finally ends when the police are, like, sympathetic towards him. And I'm like, wait, what? Rick, you don't end your life. As they're pointing guns at him. (laughs) They, in most reality, would probably just be like, yeah, shoot yourself. Like, we don't. Yeah. Hey, we just went through the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. We know how that, we know how uh, cops act with homicidal white boys. Mm. This is true. <laughs> Sorry, I got political there, but it, <laughs> it, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, this no, is true. <laughs> um, Steve, when was the first time you watched Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two? You know, I I thought I'd watched this one years ago. Um. Because I recognize, obviously, scenes from it. Not just the ones that were in Silent Night, Deadly Night, but the ones that were shot afterwards uh, for uh, Ricky's uh, killing spree near the end. Um, but uh, I Shout Factory sent me the special edition, the collector's edition for it a while ago, and I never got around to watching it until doing it for the podcast. So uh, I, I, I guess watching it if in its entirety would be just for this podcast but i'm pretty okay. sure i've seen a good majority of it before and you were like immediately like i'm sending it back to you guys i don't want this anymore yeah yeah <laughs> like this. yeah it's unwrapped and everything but can you guys just take it back yeah uh first time watch oh my gosh i'm pretty sure uh i had watched this it was on youtube for like a while in like the mid 2010s and i remember watching it on youtube and i was just like super stoned and i think somebody on reddit was like hey i found this movie this is the movie with the infamous garbage day line and i was like oh okay and i watched it and i don't remember most of it because i was really stoned but (laughs) um yeah i rewatched it funny thing is is like because i watched this first i didn't realize most of the footage was from part one like i just Mm. didn't realize um and then i went back to go watch part one and i'm like i've seen this before i was so confused and i later realized yeah that basically it was just footage from the first movie um but uh yeah at least when i was watching the the second one for the first time i was like oh hey this is all very cool and exciting and then you realize no this is just like literally just cycled recycled footage from the first movie um but yeah, and I haven't really watched it since, but obviously December being the time of festive cheer, now is as great of a time as any to revisit Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Uh, which is kind of ironic that it's like kind of become like a bit of a Christmas horror movie, even though the protagonist, Ricky, like just goes into a rage anytime he sees a Santa, which I think is kind of ironic that like, it's like, hey, let's... Look at this Christmas horror movie, but the protagonist hates Santa, like, with a burning passion. But, 
Yeah. Poor Santa. He didn't. Santa didn't even do anything actually wrong. It was just. Oh, well, I guess in the in the first movie it was a Santa Claus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we have a couple of emails. Francis says, "True crime fans will get a kick out of knowing that Jose Menendez was tasked with creating a franchise outside of Night Deadly Night." Uh, if you don't know Jose Menendez, he was the father of Eric and Lyle Menendez. That's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's just crazy. Like, I didn't even know that. I actually fact-checked it because I was like, there's no way that's true. And yeah, apparently he was like an executive. And yeah, one of his things was trying to make a franchise out of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, yeah. Bit of a weird, morose side to that whole thing but uh interesting yeah. wasn't there's also like some basketball card too that like has those two at a basketball game or something like that too like oh yeah they're like sitting in the front row right at the court like right court side i think i yeah. remember that yeah so uh and then kaylee says do you all have a fear of something that as a kid messed you up like the Caldwell boys? Obviously assume you all aren't murderers, but maybe you had something happen that still scares you to this day. Hmm. Oh. I mean, I am like scared shitless of dams. I like I will not cross a dam to save my life. Hmm. I don't I don't know if I have anything that's actually happened to me. Most of my adult fears come from um things that I've watched on the internet as a young child that have scarred me, but not necessarily anything that has happened to me, I guess. But maybe that's just because I was on my computer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you afraid of? Crippling depression. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Same. a good one. Same. There's, okay, there's, there's a short film. So this kind of ties into the Mama episode that I wasn't on because Mama is based on a short film that was on YouTube for a long time. Mm -hmm. And a similar movie, Lights Out, is also based on a short film that's on, was on YouTube for a long time. And that short film that was on YouTube fucked me up for the longest time because there's a shot of like right at the side of a bed, this really creepy face. And for the longest time, I would have, like, just uh, paranoid thoughts that I would turn over in bed, and that face would just be at the side of my bed. Wow. Uh, so that's a fear that's followed me. I, I, it's, I'm exposed to it enough that as an adult, it doesn't mess me up anymore. But, like, when I had originally seen that short film on YouTube, the Lights Out one, I was like, mm, no, okay, not sleeping. Not going to sleep anymore now. Thanks very much. Mm-hmm. But I also don't commit murders based on that either. So. Yeah, no. I'm not sure if that fits the question super much, but <laughs> I'm just imagining like I like roll up to a dam and I'm just like naughty and I get up and start <laughs> committing murder. Uh, yeah. Every time you see water falling in a certain way, you're like, ah, oh, well, it triggers you. I'm gonna blame Triggerable. the public school system for this because when I was like younger, they showed us some documentary on like how dangerous dams were, and mm. uh, they showed one where like this dude was just like rowing his boat, and then like there's like the water like opened up, and there's this big like cycle of water that sucked him up. I was like, oh shit! Goddamn! Don't goddamn dams! God damn. Yeah, that'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah. There was also one where they showed a, a crab getting sucked 
That was. I mean, I don't care about the crab as much, but like, so you're like, shit, that could be me. He had a family. Yeah, that, that crab had a family. <laughs> that crab, that <laughs> crab were, had a child. That they were really crabby about the whole thing. No, we're going out with all the good puns this year. Yeah, <laughs> wrap it up this year on a on a high note. Um, all right, time for some awards. Uh, best line I put any of Ricky's one-liners. Punish, naughty motherfucker. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can get any, but he doesn't really have a lot of the dialogue other than like him telling the story to mm -hmm. the detective. Yeah. Like in the flashbacks, especially when he's with his girlfriend, he is kind of just this like lumbering mass a little bit. Yeah. So he can only he only really has the energy to get out like one-liners. <laughs> yeah. Which it's fine. I mean, there it's not gonna win him any Oscars or any, anything, but uh, yeah. Also, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the most iconic line for this entire movie, which is "Garbage Day." Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I my was, number one. I was I was watching like the last little bit of this movie, just sitting on the couch, and my husband walks past the living room and just sees the actor, and he he says that line, and he goes "Garbage Day." And he was like, that's that's the actor, right? That's the same guy. And I was like, no, no, no. This is the movie. This yeah. is the movie that line is from. Like, yeah. he couldn't even believe that it, this was the movie I was watching for the podcast. <laughs> it was really good. It was it was perfect timing. Yeah. Um, also, the guy that was in the theater, the loudmouth or whatever, like, that guy was just obnoxiously the worst human being ever. Like, mm -hmm. just the worst. He's like, let's go start the movie, movie, movie. It's just like, what is this guy's deal? He was yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, I think literally he deserves to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was funny too that like uh, he starts out almost like a Dexter character. Uh, Ricky does, where yeah. he's just like killing assholes for the most part, or like just like want to be rapists and things like that. Like, it seems like he's got a little bit more of an actual purpose behind his killing uh, until he gets to his girlfriend and then he just like completely loses it, I guess. But yeah. uh, he, he's almost a little justified in the beginning. He, he's using his, uh, his psycho Santa fear for good potentially until halfway or like not half more than halfway through this movie. I guess the actual sequel part of this movie is like the last third. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's some weird parts in this, like where young Ricky just ran over the abusive boyfriend, and like yeah. the chick is okay with it. She's just like, "Cool, thanks, dude." Like, that whole scene, he just gets in the car, and then there's just the scene of the jeep far away, just backing up and driving forward and backing up. It's it's like weirdly funny to me. Yeah, and she and she just gives him like this like nod of approval. I'm like. No, nah, I'm pretty sure you would be like, uh, what the fuck is this guy's deal? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, also, too, who knew that strokes caused you to have massive boils on your face? I didn't know. Yeah, I was so confused by that. I was like, okay, I, I, I felt like I missed something, so I didn't really go back and rewatch. But I was like, there's something more happening here that I have missed. <laughs> yeah, so like, oh, Mother Superior had a stroke a few years back. Totally fine. That make, that make That's whatever. And then they show she's got she's got like a two faced face going on. She's got like boils on the side of her face, and you're like, "Are they trying to imply that this was from the stroke?" Like I'm so confused. 
But... No, she's just an old lady, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, best performance. I mean, there's not a lot of... Eric Caldwell. Or Caldwell? Did I say that wrong? Eric Freeman. There we go. Eric oh, Freeman. Eric Freeman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... God. I don't. I don't. Nobody. I don't know and, and not, yeah. That's not to say that he's good. No. There's nobody good. Nobody's good in this movie. I'm trying to see um, if there's someone else better, but I don't think there is. I mean, uh, we could say, um, what's her name? Uh, uh, from the first one, the uh, that gets impaled on the uh, the antlers. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Leanna Quigley. Oh yeah. Yeah, could you but technically? Like, put... That's from the first movie, though. Yeah, could you take the awards from the from the first half and still apply I'm... to this one? Well, I mean, on a, an actual awards thing, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that doesn't work. <laughs> that's yeah. not fair. But like, I mean, only because she's such a fucking legend in in the genre. Oh, is yeah. kind of where I, I like give that to her, but like she really doesn't do anything in the movie, so it's like she didn't really earn it. She just kind of earns it on cred. So yeah, mm-hmm. Eric Freeman, I guess. I mean, but it, he's so bad though. He's so yeah. terrible. Mother Superior wasn't a bad character either, <laughs> but that's another one that's like almost entirely from the. So yeah, I and it's and it's created on such a terrible level of just cliches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's all of it's so like it's like a jeng- like you pull one little Jenga block and everything falls apart because it's just that bad. Uh, maybe because there's nobody's shoes. I'll say the guy that was taking out was garbage. <laughs> Kidding. I'll say Eric Freeman. Sure. I mean, <laughs> no, that's sh- that. You're right though. That shit was method. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Get shot through the garbage can. I I will give Eric the award maybe because of what happened behind the scenes with that. I feel kind of bad for him. Uh, yeah, he deserves the love. Like yeah. he tri- he was trying, he was hustling. I'll give him some credit. <laughs> I mean, did oh, it translate to a good performance? Absolutely not. But you oh. know what? He gets a participation award. According to IMDb, he moves his eyebrows 130 times during the movie. <laughs> Like he wiggles his eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's wow. a stat you can. That's a crazy that. stat. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see. I want to see like. I want to see like you know, Mystery Science Theater three thousand do this and like have the eyebrow count in the corner the whole time. Oh, I mean, that'd be perfect. Justifiably so. That's where you got to keep tabs on these things. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Yeah. There's not a lot of good performances. But, I mean, this is kind of like, it's interesting, though, because, like, these movies are kind of, both of these movies that we're covering are, like, kind of cult classics in a lot of ways. And part of me questions why, but I think it's kind of part of the charm sometimes that, like, even though they're not great movies. I think, again, the, these movies are more fun to be laughed at and mm-hmm. rather than anything else. But Yeah, definitely the thing I said most of, while watching both these movies was why. <laughs> just questioning all of your life choices yeah 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 i'm like well i mean i could be sick or you could have covid <laughs> yeah 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 i have non-covid covid 
Um, okay. Uh, best kill in this movie. Um, the umbrella. I, I like the, the umbrella. The pretty funny. The <laughs> umbrella is pretty funny. The fact yeah. that it extends and then just <laughs> in their brain, yeah. it's, yeah. it's so it's so funny, actually. They hang on that shot for a long time, too. It's, they really leave you with that umbrella. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm assuming it's for, like, atmosphere and, and for, like, dun-dun-dun. But, like, okay, enough. We've got it. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. I've got it. No? Another 15 seconds? Okay. Yeah. Unnecessary. Yeah. We got it. It's so not good. that cool of a shot, guys. We're... I don't need to hang. Like, it's probably the most cinematic shot in the whole fucking movie, but like, <laughs> like you're milking it. That yeah. was that was during Ricky's Dexter phase when he was still killing bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because uh, all of a sudden morality just got thrown out the window when he was getting interrogated. I but mean, yeah, he was just yeah. asked to recount it, and that was his snapping point of like, I'm not a good person anymore. <laughs> I'm going to kill this guy whose only job was just to listen to me and ask questions. I mean, if we can get a resurgence of Dexter, could we get a... Oh, no, please, no. Solid Night, Deadly no. Night revival don't, show? Don't put this into the ether. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. It'll never work out. But Ricky has to be played by a different actor every episode. This isn't the yeah. sci-fi Chucky series that you want, okay? <laughs> You're going to get something you don't want. And just every episode will play out with Ricky just doing his regular old shit, and then like a Santa Claus. And then shoots a guy with a garbage can every time. At the end (laughs) of every episode before it goes to credits, he just shoots a guy holding a garbage can. But it would have to be different circumstances every single time. Like, yeah, (laughs) someone's maybe taking out their garbage can. Maybe someone's like taking some bottles into like donate to some like (laughs) Cub Scouts, and he's like bottle day or something and they're like, <laughs> like no i'm it's actually not i'm just taking these out because they they were just thinking up my place yeah uh, <laughs> oh man shooting for me some, under false pretense for some reason that reminds me of in this movie too when he comes that little girl rides her bike into him and she's like excuse me and he just gives her a creepy smile as she like rides away <laughs> yeah. and you're like wait is he giving that smile because he's gonna shoot the little girl and then he doesn't yeah. but like no. uh, that also was like such a random scene in that whole montage of chaos that he's on oh my he has pleading morals yeah i guess kids are no go but everyone yeah. else totally fine i will say this too the um the the scene with the umbrella is great i also really liked chip the blonde jerk or whatever mm-hmm. getting electrocuted through the mouth with a car battery until his eyes explode <laughs> i mean and the, a- oh my god those those effects too oh it was those not were like the masters of the universe like Globus, uh, the canon films effects but i i had a good laugh at that because it's not that uncommon for like scenes like that in the especially in the 80s for them to replace it with like a kind of fake looking head like that's not that uncommon but the fact is they kept going back to it and i'm like don't do that we can tell it's not a good effect <laughs> oh yeah like the sparks Which... coming out of the completely still head that isn't moving yeah. at all not that's even so the eyes or anything yeah, yeah. That heads into my dumbest decision of the movie, though. Yeah. What's Where Jennifer doing? starts yelling at him. <laughs> yeah. And then he, like, he's, like, turns his murderous, and she goes, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, like, she like realizes the errors character. of her ways. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it turns so Looney Tunes there. She's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> she, she almost does the necklace. Oh, it's like I don't know. It's a massive joke, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for and Jeff- it's supposed to have some, even a tiny bit of emotional resonance, being that like, like that's his like supposed to be his full on love interest, and she's like, oh no. So and it's immediate for him too. She starts yelling at him, and he's immediately like, "Well, guess I gotta fucking kill you now." And the fucking rips the antenna. thing off the car. Yeah. <laughs> this is so stupid. Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, God, this fucking movie. Also, say for dumb decision, uh, because he's got a fear of Santa men. They give him to a Jewish family as mm-hmm. if like he's never gonna see a Santa Claus ever again. Like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, they put blinders on their kids for Christmas time. Like a horse bridle. I thought, I thought it was pretty funny. They're like, well, he, we don't want him ever seeing Santa Claus again. Give him to a good old Jewish family because that will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <sighs> oh, wait. It... I have I have another dumbest decision. Oh, wait uh, on us. Mo- Mother Superior living in house number 666. <laughs> I, I think that was a bad decision oh, on her part, so in my stupid. opinion. Yeah, it's so stupid. Like she should have seen that coming, right? Yeah, yeah. she, she set think. herself up for that. She did. She one hundred percent did. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time to rate this garbage day. Uh, I'll say this too. I watched the Joe Bob uh, narration over top of this. I think it gave me a little bit more of a respect for this movie than probably the movie deserves. So, yeah, I could see that. He uh, he's the historian. Yeah, that gives that gives weight to things. So yeah, and I can see that. Even when he's wa- even when you're watching a bad movie with him, I think he always will like honor and respect the people who make it, and almost to the degree that you're like, yeah, I kind of feel like these people put in some effort, even though yeah. he sympathizes. He's gonna make his yeah. sy- a sympathizer out of you. Yeah. So I will say, I think that influences my score quite a bit, but I'll give it a seven mm-hmm. out of ten. It's not a good movie. Whew. I respect I respect the whatever effort they were putting in for this, even if it's not necessarily <laughs> top grade effort. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I want to go with like a six for this one. Okay. At this one, I think because it was like the so Jack Frost, the last movie that we watched, that one was like tr- really trying to be like hammy and and kind of over the top, whereas this one almost because it was. Because it wasn't trying as hard to be over the top, but wound up being over the top. Like, that almost bumps it up a little bit in my mind uh, with just how goofy and ridiculous and, and dumb this movie is. I just, I, I was way more invested in Ricky's Rampage uh, for this movie than I was for the Rampage of Jack Frost. Because I kind of yeah. knew what I was getting with Jack Frost, whereas this one I was like, what the fuck is Ricky even doing? What is, he's just <laughs> running down the street right now. Um, and that that kind of caught my attention a little bit more. So yeah. I think for this one, this one, I'm going to go a little bit higher, and I'm going to go with six. Yeah, this is this is the week of the double fours because I'm going mm. for four again. I, I mean, I, I agree with what Taylor said and everything, and, and, and the rampage is so campy and, and and so and so rewarding and stuff. But fuck, it just takes so fucking long to get there. Yeah, and you're rewatching the entire first film to get there with these really dumb interjectionals that are trying to establish Ricky as this burgeoning psychopath and everything. And it just, I don't know. I just, it, it 
doesn't work <laughs> like yeah. at all and like it has this campy fun little pull quotes from it for me but like otherwise it's like i don't really care about watching it ever again you know mm. I, and I feel like my opinions on Jack Frost and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 will probably raise a lot of listener anger, but I just don't feel these ones. I get I that, think though. If you took the two out of the title and you just had this movie be Silent Night, Deadly Night, then I feel like uh, it would probably get a bit of a better score. I think if mm -hmm. I had watched like the first one before watching this especially... I probably would have given it a, a lower score because like, what's the point of even the first fucking 75% of this mm -hmm. movie? It's, yeah. it's not even its own thing. You know, you don't actually get to the sequel until way later in the actual movie. And even then it's like, it didn't add anything new to the entire story of silent night, deadly night. It's just the exact same thing that happened mm -hmm. in the first again. So yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I prefer yeah. Christmas evil. Ooh, we'll have to do that next Christmas. Yeah, trauma. Well, and it's trauma. So yeah. it's like that. I think that's why I I have a little bit of a romanticism with trauma things, just because mm -hmm. they're they're so trying hard to be subversive. And yeah, I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, uh, and you know, there's always Silent Night, Deadly Night three, four, and five. If you're really mm -hmm. curious, um, yeah, can't say they're. Necessarily we kind of need to do the Bubble Brain one. Yeah, at least. And then I think about. four is the one where the toy maker one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one with um. Yeah, What's that's this? the Clint Howard one, and and I feel like Richard Bamer from Twin Peaks is in three or four, maybe. I know. That's when they actually started to get actual like like recognizable actors started to appear in those movies. I think I want to say we're doing Evil Speak at a certain point could be going crazy but and there was a remake of silent night deadly night but they just called it silent night I and it wanted... had like donal logue and ellen wong and a bunch of people it was like 2007 i kind of want a new silent night deadly night like i think i like the premise i like the idea of the story but execution is like abysmal but i kind of want to see like someone took this concept and actually like put some good writers on it it could actually be mm. pretty decent actually but... can i can i set up christmas 2022's two movies right here because i think this would be a really good one just because um because we brought up christmas evil that'd be great yeah you ever have you guys ever heard of or seen santa slays no Ooh, no bill goldberg plays santa a murderous santa that just murders people amazing Right. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Pro wrestler Bill Goldberg is Santa in Santa Slays. Oh, that sold me on it. There we go. I do have us for a Clint Howard double feature of Evil Speak and Ice Cream Man. Oh shit, son! That's 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 in January. Uh, no, that's I don't even have that on the schedule, but I'll probably have to. Do that. <laughs> I, I like I'm like already rushing the date on it. Like, <laughs> But ice cream, <laughs> ice cream man is one of those movies. Same with Evil. Yeah, yeah. If, if you I don't know if I've seen it, to be honest. Which one? Ice cream man. Oh, it, it, I think it's part of the double feature that, speak. that sells you on Clint Howard. Like, if you watch those two <laughs> movies, you will have a respect for Clint Howard as an actor. <laughs> but in Ice Cream Man, uh, Clint Howard plays a murderous ice cream man that goes around killing kids. That's great. 
Would it be weird if it was called Ice Cream Man and he was a murderous mailman? <laughs> just, just for the hell of it. Just yeah. just because, like, I don't know, we couldn't get the mailman. The uh, the so U.S. Just... U.S. postal system said no, so we just called it Ice Cream Man, and then surprise. Yeah. Uh, the synopsis of Ice Cream Man. Children alert the police to a disturbed vendor who blends human parts into his frozen confections. <laughs> oh, I hope that one has some good oh, kills. Slow oh, yes. clap for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I need to see at least one blender kill, please, in that one. Oh, 100%. We'll find out. You need, like, huh? the ice cream churning machine, and he's, like, slowly dumping in, like, body parts into it as he's making the ice cream. Uh, I think there has to be a reason why. I think uh, I think Diana Prince said that's one of her favorite horror movies. Oh yeah, and that's why one of her obsession with Clint Howard is because yes. of that movie. She has a burning obsession with Clint Howard. Like, yeah, there was an episode of Joe Bob where they had Clint Howard on, and she was like unable to keep her cool. It was great. <laughs> that's cute. Um. But some people may be asking, A, when we're coming back, and B, what are recovery? Right. The answer is January 9th we'll be back because we're taking a bit of a break. Just I need a break from podcasting. Like, mm. legit. I just need to, like, not podcast for a few weeks. Uh, and then when we come back, uh, we're, we're rinsing our mouths out uh, from maybe the stench of Jack Frost and Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. We're, we're going with The Conjuring and The Exorcist to exorcism Ooh, shit movies. yes so that's gonna be a good one yeah that's a good one and then i know um steve will like this but after that the next double feature is army of darkness and drag me to hell so Ooh. i mean it's in my name yeah <laughs> so i mean you gotta love that but wait did you say exorcist 2 uh no just the exorcist Okay, I was like, oh my god. No, no. <laughs> Please, can we not do the heretic? Please. It is a I, disco I, nightmare. I know I sometimes challenge good taste on this podcast. <laughs> Even I draw the line at Exorcist 2 heretic. Oh, like, god, no. No, definitely not. Richard Burton phoning it in. Although I do oh, have god. Tammy and the T Rex on the schedule. Oh and... no! Oh, oh no! The... the merciful thing about that movie is like an hour and ten minutes. It's it's so short. It's, it's like... so fucking short. There's episodes I... of series that are longer than. That. <laughs> yeah, I think there's there's like at least three episodes of Midnight Mass that are longer than it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, before we go out, you guys see the casting for Flanagan's next film? Yeah, Mark. Uh, Hamill, his maybe. next series. Fucking Mark Hamill's in it this time. Yeah, I'm so jazzed. I'm so jazzed. It, yeah. And it's Edgar Allan Poe. It's they're doing they're doing the House of Usher. Uh, Frank Langella is the lead. Uh, we just talked about Frank Langella like a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. and how great he is. I mean, the ceiling is high for this show. I'm so excited. I, I mean... hope it keeps up the momentum from In My Mass because oh, I would my love God. that. Yeah. Midnight Mass still like crushes me emotionally. Yeah, that whole uh, town, fuck it, that whole island. I mean, spoiler alert, but just like the destruction of everything is just like, holy shit. I'm also gonna say too that any creator that retweets my stuff, instant, I'm gonna be a little bit more biased to your stuff that you make. Yeah. And Mike Flagan retweeted me, so I'm not saying that's why I'm excited for the next show, but. <laughs> I mean, he's cool. He's a cool dude. Yeah, and he earns it. He earns it. I'm jealous of everyone in Vancouver that uh, 
in retrospect, got to go to the Shining and Doctor Sleep double with oh, yeah. with the Flanagan Q and A because God, that must have been awesome. Yeah, I think one of my favorite theater experiences, not really related to that, but uh, getting super high and going to see the seventy millimeter or was it thirty five millimeter showing of two thousand and one Space Odyssey? They did oh. for like a limited run. That had to have been one of the greatest theater experiences of my entire life. Well, and Tremble Boyfriend, Dan Nichols was there too, right? Yeah, he was. <laughs> this yeah. is before Dan and I knew each other. And I tell this story to him all the time, so I think it's hilarious. Because we didn't know yeah. each other. And we were both just awkwardly standing by the entrance waiting to get in. And, yeah. But that was mm. first. You didn't know the dreamy Dan Nichols. Yeah. Damn. We hadn't Damn. Been fully acquainted yet. No. No, you're nervous. Because it was the Dan Nichols. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like a, like a, a missed connection without even realizing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Skull Craigslist. Looking for this guy that was standing at the entrance to this movie. <laughs> but um, yeah, all right. Well, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, you can find me at the Steevil Dead on Twitter and Instagram, and I believe Letterboxd. Uh, I am on the Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time across Canada. It's the Chorus Radio Network, so you can find the ten markets uh, that it's playing on and just stream it from their website. Uh, you can also find my website stevestebbing.ca, and I'm also on the Jazz Joe Hall Show every Friday as part of the three things for the weekend. I give the little uh, movie news there, and yeah that's it i think that's it nice taylor where can people find you on the internet uh mostly on instagram and twitch my username is techronomicon i stream randomly i have a schedule posted there i normally do like writing or i'll play random video games things like that whatever my computer can handle basically um and then uh when i have my blog back up uh blog. i will post about all the other stuff i'm doing there but i am trying to give it a bit of a facelift so it doesn't have a, too much going on other than links to all my stuff so yeah that's pretty much it nice i'm over at three by the time you, this is up you can go hear my thoughts on spider-man no way home um yeah i'm assuming it's gonna be the greatest spider-man movie ever made and if it's not then fuck off I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so excited for that movie. Like, I think I was telling Tyler this, but like, I've literally, that's like the only thing I've been thinking about for the last couple of days is just like, I'm seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, get hyped. Um, Yeah. And then, I don't know. I think I'm also going to be reviewing a few other things. I've got reviews up for, um, there's going to be reviews up for Kingsman. Uh, Jim Gaffigan, comedy monster. You got that to look forward to. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but presumably Jim Gaffigan's a pretty funny guy, so I think it'll at least be decent. Um, and then, yeah, I think over the holiday break, I'm going to be like, it's going to be a, well, even for this podcast, we're taking a bit of a break, but reality is I still have to review something. So I, th- I think I've got like a review that will be going up for Cobra Kai and Queer Eye Season 6, uh, both of which are very enjoyable. So. Cool. Well, with that said, Merry Christmas, everybody. And you know what? Maybe don't give antifreeze to your dad to eat. Just (laughs) general holiday tip. Oh, antifreeze should have been my best performance for this movie, too. (laughs) Oh, well. You know what? It wasn't actually in the movie, but it could have been, you know? 
could you why know, not I'm gonna go to shutter and be like shutter i'm pitching you a great idea jack frost and silent night deadly night team up film cross oh here we go here we go yeah, yeah. Santa I'm, and I, the snowman all right i'll say the best performance is the antenna <laughs> <laughs> all right bye everybody